right, welcome to another edition of the BS Sessions. Jerry, who do we have on tonight? Do you, man? We are privileged to have on. We are privileged to have on tonight the host of the Decibel Geek Podcast, Chris Siznak and Aaron Camaro, man. Welcome, guys. Thank you for coming on our show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's our pleasure, man. It's our pleasure, man. And, of course, Chris is the... Uh, founder of the Rockin' Pod Expo every year, man. I, I'm looking forward. It's going to be my first time this year. I'm so excited to meet all you guys and uh, looking forward to it. Oh, um, glad to have you. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, Chris, you got anything uh, you need to say about the Rockin' Pod or uh, nothing that's been said already or maybe do a summary well, of it real quick? Just need to advertise it, man. You need to get people there. <laughs> Like, yeah, well, on, man. be more enthusiastic about this. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Well, I, you know, Aaron's better at doing it than me. I mean, I'll do a quick summary. Um, March 17th through 19th, Nashville, Tennessee. Friday, uh, there'll be a rare hair show with a lot of the expo guests will be jumping up on stage doing a few songs, including uh, Eric Martin, Jason McMaster, Stevie Rochelle, uh, Cool. possibly Monty Colvin from Galactic Cowboys, um, some other ones too, uh, that, uh, we we're just wrapping all that up, but that'll be a fun show at a place called Eastside bowl. That's really good. It's got like bowling lanes. There's a diner, there's a, a, a private bar, there's a music room. It's a really cool venue. And, awesome. um, that'll be Friday. And then Saturday, uh, the, of course the rock and pot expo, which will be going on all day at the Nashville fairgrounds. <clears throat> a lot of the people I mentioned and including many more tons of vinyl and memorabilia vendors, tons of podcasts from all over the country. Um, it's going to be the most podcasters we've ever had uh, this year. So that's going to be cool. Um, Ralph and Ian are coming back. Um, awesome. they, they've, uh, they've already got plans to do things to Mark. I'm not going to share what they are. Oh, oh yeah. Um, this is why Ian never gives me uh messages me back. <laughs> he told me on his podcast, told everybody, Hey, message me. I'll give you this album five months ago i'm still waiting <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let you take it up with him uh and then uh saturday night is keel fest 2 which is uh ron keel van keel Steeler, uh crashing wayward in the fifth that'll be a cool show at a place called bowie's it's like right in the heart of downtown so if you want to see the insanity of downtown nashville come to that show because it's right there in the middle of everything yeah, i know it will yeah, we got and our then, tickets uh, cool and then uh sunday there will be a comic comic and pop culture convention going on in the same room and then there's some programming of some cool stuff um, that we're doing on sunday i can't announce it as of right now but in the next week that should be uh announced right nice. yeah last night on my radio show i promoted you guys i said go to the nashville rock and pod expo 2023 that we're interviewing you tomorrow i I freaking bumpered you guys all over even my 20 listeners i had last night but <laughs> 20's 20 right yeah um, and I think the thing to remember about Rock and Pod in, in years past, I know you guys are, you know, planning on coming for the first time. So, you know, what you can kind of expect is, man, fellowship of rock and roll. You know, it's it's all these people. You think about us, you know, the podcasters, you know, the us, you, you know, and everybody else that's coming to this thing. These are the most hardcore rock music fans around. I mean, crying out loud, we, you know, put our lives on po on pause to create this, these shows, you know, and we're just talking about rock and roll. We're not getting paid big bucks for doing it. We do it because we love it, you know, and it's all these people getting together along with, you know, the people that are the creators of it, of what we love, you know, and they're there and they make themselves available to everybody. So you're getting to meet your favorite rock stars. You're getting to see your favorite stars of podcasting, do their thing as they're doing their interviews, the podcasts intermingle with each other. I mean, because you got to figure at this point, like you said, last night you had 20 people watching you, 20 fans might want to come meet you. You know, hey, we watch this guy on the YouTube all the time. We listen to his podcast every week. We want to go meet Mark Alden Taylor. And, you know, as a fan of Mark or this show or whatever, a fan, a listener has a chance to do that. You know, whether it's Decibel Geek or Rock and Metal Combat or, you know, Chuck Shoot or any of the other number of amazing podcasts we got coming to this thing. And then the vendors, you know, the vendors every year seem to outdo themselves because they know that this is a rock party, you know, so they don't bring the country music. They don't bring the rap music. They don't bring pop. They bring the cool rock stuff out. So they dig deep in their collections or when they're out doing the other, you know, little vendor deals on the weekends, they say, oh, this you look at this kiss thing. I'm going to set that aside 
for Rock and Pod. You know, so they save up their best stuff for Rock and Pod because they know their audience when it comes to this thing. It's it's just all rock and rollers and you know, everybody gets along, everybody has a good time. We're all there celebrating the same thing and that's rock music, you know, and it's a whole weekend of it. It's boy, man, when Chris started this, it was humble beginnings, but the feeling at the very first one is the same as it is now, you know, as much as it's grown and gotten bigger and bigger, it's the feeling of people that love and appreciate the same thing, being able to get together and celebrate it together. You know, and that's really what it's all about. Plus all the other cool shit going on the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, it's going to be the first time I'm going. I said, Chris always jokes to me. All I'm going this year. He goes, I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I, I actually wanted to go every year, but it's like shit came up, you know, but, uh, this year we got the tickets. We got the Airbnb meeting Jerry there. I think Charles is coming. We're all going to be there, and I need to show Bushy how to drink. That was embarrassing. <laughs> now, so uh, what how, What number is this? How many have you done in the past? Uh, well, it, I guess, well, as far as doing them, this will be the fifth one um, because fifth one? COVID shut us down in right. 2020, so I couldn't do it that year. But, but yeah, this will be the fifth time we've done this. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've been do- trying every year. It's the last two, the previous two that you had, going on i tried to get to man but both of them came on family vacation time so i couldn't and they usually come to august and september is when they usually go so i was excited when this one came in march so i'm like yeah i can get to this one so right. i'm stoked man i am so looking forward to this man i've been looking forward to going to this for like five six years now man. So, nice yeah you know. yeah i didn't like it typically is an august event but uh we switched it up this time i was like let's try it and you know around the spring and uh, yeah, we've had several people that are like, you know, I never can make it in August, but now I can make it. So, uh, you know, it'd be nice to meet some new people this year and some of our old favorites coming back too. But uh, yeah, our 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 family gets bigger every year as as we do these things. Awesome. Well, I've already met met you, Chris, but uh, yeah. I hope you guys are around because Bushy was saying, because I saw you better hang around with me, bitch, the other day. And uh, he goes, and I want to hang out with you, Aaron, uh, and um, Chris. And he goes, well, they're always busy. It's hard to catch them. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm everywhere at yeah. the same time, it feels like, sometimes during Rock and Pod. You know, between talking to everybody, because you want to talk to everybody. You know, they're just, I mean, we've been doing this podcast so long, but there's other podcasters that I admire a great deal. And I enjoy spending time around and meeting new people, you know, and and it's like everybody I meet at Rock and Pod is either already a friend or they're about to become one, you know. And that's that's another thing I love about it is that, like I said, you know, we're all like-minded folks hanging out all at the same place, all for the same reason, you know. And it's it's just a good time, you know. You feel good. I'm my face hurts always after Rock and Pod. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh... Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great time there. I know me and Jerry got our tickets to Kiel Fest. We got our tickets. We 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 didn't want to get the podcast pa- package right now because we wanted to just take it in. Probably maybe next year or whatever. We'll probably do a podcast thing, right, Mark? Jerry? We're, we're we're not allowed to talk about next year until we get through this. Oh, thing. okay. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, no, that's, that's a no no with me. Aaron knows that. Do not bring up next year. Uh, have you said that on the podcast? Maybe I missed it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one day one man you guys the decibel geek podcast is freaking awesome it's like the rock and metal combat podcast and decibel geek podcast is what like uh led i think most of us to want to do a podcast so thank you guys for that again and uh chris man you're you're great man keep it up man you need a hug. I'll give you a hug. I know you're going through a lot of stress right now. <laughs> I, man. Well, I, I, this is the phase of rock and pot season where I say, I'm never going to do this again. And everyone just rolls their eyes and they're like, yeah, you will. So yeah, I don't, I don't really believe myself, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, my wife described it as like be, being pregnant. You know, it's, it, it, it hurts. You're tired. You're exhausted. You say you're never going to do it again. Then you see the result and you're like, okay, I can do this again. That's probably how it'll go. Yeah. Charles, you got anything to say? No, man, I'm just really excited to be able to go the first time ever. Uh, really cool. It's in one of my old stomping grounds. I used to go watch wrestling all the time down there at the Nashville Fairgrounds. So uh, I know that area real well. And uh, plus, I haven't been in Nashville in like 20 some years. I used to live in Tennessee myself. So it's a total like 
cool thing for me just to be able to be one in Nashville again and to go to Rock and Pod and to see what Dr. Fucking Ian have in store for Mark Alden Taylor. I can't wait to see that myself. Make sure, make sure my sure wife is that. done. <laughs> Put that on the poster. <laughs> yeah. Shit. But um, I got some questions from uh, people in the group. Uh, this one is from one guy you guys all know, uh, Nate Atchison, Bushy. <laughs> oh, what boy. podcast do they enjoy having there the most? And why is it the Plug Podcast? <laughs> that sounds like Bushy. It's easy. It's it's because of Bushy. That's that's the answer. Yeah, it's, it's and, true, and that's why. That's yeah, well, cool. and it was it was funny that uh, you know he showed up for the first one, and I guess for a job or something he had to shave his beard off. So like he showed up, and I see everybody Bushy this and Bushy that. And I'm like, you don't even have a fucking beard, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was just like, damn job. But now nah, Bushy comes all the time, and. Uh, He's all he's one of the most fun people to hang out with every year. So I'm I'm excited to have him back. Great guy. Awesome, man. You guys that got anything else to say about Rock and Pod? I mean, I'm just like I said, I'm just stoked that I, I mean I'm counting the days, man. So looking yeah, forward to it as well. Pack a liver, lots of alcohol. <laughs> well, I'm trying to find that I'm trying to find that 99 pack of PBR, but I can't find it anywhere up there. Well, that's better than I was gonna, I was gonna love that big shit. ass thing up there, but uh, you know. As long as yeah. you don't drink I'll white claw around me. I ain't going to drink no white claw. <laughs> Unless I'm wasted. If I'm wasted, I'll drink a freaking white claw, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't pur- I won't purposely try to drink one. All right, man. So we take down. Chris Sinzak's going to get triggered by this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember when Chris was drinking White Claw, but you know, I've kind of, I've kind of turned my back on the White Claw. I've gone back to IPAs. (laughs) Thank God, (laughs) I love IPAs, man. Oh my God, I was going. Chris went to White Claw. Oh my God. Well, I left you alone because I'm not your podcast partner. I would have teased you. (laughs) Once Aaron and some other people started branding me the White Claw Outlaws, like I got to change things. This is this is too embarrassing. (laughs) All right, man. Yeah, I I drank one White Claw when I was wasted. I don't even remember even drinking it, and Mark's been giving me shit about it ever since. Well, he sent me a picture of the empty White Claw. What do you want? Dude, I admit. I was confessing my sins, man. All right. But you don't <laughs> confess it to me. I'm going to rash you on it. Come on. It does, it does, technically, it does have more alcohol than a Coors Light, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll give White Claw this. They're pretty good for hangovers, too. When you drank the day before and you're trying to, you know, kind of ease out of it, a White Claw is all right for breakfast the next day. <laughs> oh, I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, one more thing about Rock, Rock and Pod. Mark Dolly asked, uh, I, I, I could have gave the answer, but it's good to have like people listen to you guys tell it. Is there going to be just more than vinyl vendors there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, posters, vintage T-shirts, uh, you know, Kiss collectibles, CDs. Oh, yeah. I mean, these guys know what they're bringing. You know, if they've got cool stuff in their collection, which, you know, vendors, they always got the stash. And, you know, when they're coming to Rock and Pod, like I said, they're going, oh, I'm going to set this aside for Rock and Pod. Well, that's going to go to Rock and Pod. I'm not going to bother dragging that out to the flea market because I know that'll be off my table in five minutes at Rock and Pod. So they know it. You know, they know what to bring. And they every year they outdo themselves. Yeah, and then we kind of expanded this year. We have a much bigger room. So uh, our friend Mark Ballard is, you know, kind of co-promoting with me. He's doing the comic and pop culture con. So we'll have some of those vendors on Saturday as well. So Ooh. there'll be toys, comics, horror items, action figures, all, all kinds of cool stuff. Well, me and Aaron will be looking at the DC stuff. So uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah, I work for Disney, but fuck, DC's way better if they make a good movie. But uh... <laughs> all right, man. So let's get to. Uh... We got a couple bullshit stories for you guys. Um, I guess this Sammy Hagar, uh, Charles. Yeah, you want you you like to do the the, <laughs> the Mark the Mark Daly Van Hagar news of the week, huh? Here we go. All right. Well, I got some breaking news from my friend Bob. Hey, everybody knows Bob. Oh, Hager, right? he yeah. said that the 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 Van Hagar re it remasters are coming. Sammy said it. They're starting with the live album first, oh. and then the rest will come shortly after. I can't <laughs> wait. Man, that is the 
worst news I've heard all day. What do you save this for the show? I just Once got again, it 10 minutes before the show. Breaking news right there. Breaking news. Yeah, no. I can't uh, wait to not buy man. this. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll be buying all those albums remastered <laughs> on vinyl. <laughs> I'm all on CD. <laughs> now, those are the ones you should unbox and just abuse. Yeah. Buy one video. On the floor. Hey, yeah. the Van in the box, that's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. But uh, what do you get? What do you think of that, Chris? Very first year of Rock and Pod, <clears throat> when Ralph and Ian came down. What was it? A record? Was it a Sammy Sam- Hagar? Yeah, yeah, Sammy it was like a record, and they like busted it up on stage. And you know, there were some people that were really upset, and other, but most everybody was laughing their asses off. But there were some my ass off singing that. that were really, really offended. That they would besperch the good name of Sammy Hagar like that up on stage, <laughs> even though ninety percent of the place was in tears, dying, laughing. There was like three or four is like that's not cool. <laughs> well, the funniest part of that was not to derail things, but the funniest part is that they're up on stage, so all the the podcasters are in this like horseshoe configuration of tables, like right in the middle of the room. So there, a bunch of them are recording interviews and episodes and stuff while Ian and Ralph are on stage, and Ralph took full advantage of it. But like at one, and like if you listen back to the podcasts that were recorded during that time, you'll hear Ralph saying like "I fucked your mother" into a microphone, but right behind him, he he purposely did that to fuck with the other shows. Oh, wow, that's what me and Cherry were kind of planning to do, but we're okay. Nah, let's let's not go there, guys. I'm just joking. <laughs> but you I can snort as much liquor as you like. That's fine. Yeah. Well, are 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 you guys really gonna have a table and I'll snort for everybody? What's going on with that? Are you taking them up on stage during intermission at Keelfest to do that in front of everybody? I would do it. <laughs> oh, dude, man. I think Ron Keel would. Punch I try to discourage. I try to discourage him from doing that for health reasons, but I can't fucking stop him. People seem to love it. People seem to love this. I don't hey, Edward Conestrachi looked it up and said he can't die from that. And I looked it up also. Just There's a lot of things you can't die from that you shouldn't be doing, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like I do it every day. I do like, it like buying the time. Like buying the Van Hagar remasters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I need balance. Though. That just broke. Well, yeah, you, you, do need need, you do need that's, balance. That's, <laughs> that's the worst of them all, in my opinion. Oh, fuck. Aftershock rules, man. Come on. Uh, I like Amsterdam. Uh, okay, no, but I, I'm just uh, making fun of myself right now in front of you guys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, it, and then also some more Van Hagar news. He admits he wouldn't be legendary without Van Halen. I think this is the first time he's ever said that. What do you think about that, Chris? Well, I'm glad he's finally coming around at what 75 years of age. I mean, that's uh, good for him. I know he liked to he likes to brag on his solo career. I mean, he did have some hits, but uh, but no, it's it, if it wasn't for Van Halen, he would have been forgotten about in 1986, probably. Yeah, yeah, you, Aaron? I can't drive 55 guy, right? That's who. <laughs> oh, I, for once, I agree with Sammy Hagar. Yeah. That song takes on a whole new meaning when you're elderly. You know, you just can't get up to 55. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. Do you have any thoughts on that, Charles? He's finally attempting to tell the truth. That is that should have been your lead story. The hell with the remasters. Nobody here wants that but you. And yeah, I was kind of shocked that he finally told the truth about something. Finally. He excels at not doing that but yes of course it was for van halen nobody be talking about him well and we, we don't have that. any journey news that we're kind of quiet this week for once so, <laughs> thank the lord so jerry thank what do you think about that i feel the same way everybody else does man you know finally he's admitting that van halen made him fucking you know more popular i like standing with montrose and a couple of the solo songs but other than that uh you know he was terrible with the uh, van halen like I said, in all fairness to Sammy, I don't think anybody could replace Dave, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, I, I just thought the, you know, Sammy era Van Halen was terrible. You know? Not even close to the Dave era. So. Then the Sharon era was like, what? 
I saw that Even lineup I like live. Sure. I, I saw them perform live with Sharon. That was uh, the show was good, but that album's terrible. <laughs> yeah, man, I I love Extreme, but I was like, oh man, he's breaking up my one of my favorite bands to go to Van Halen. This is gonna suck, and it, and I didn't listen to that album for 15 years after I bought it. <laughs> Pretty like, bad. Nice move. Yeah, and then um. Uh, so then we get to the new Metallica. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, the Screaming Suicide song, uh, Chris? I liked it. I thought it was cool. It's actually, it's grown on me more. I didn't hate it at first, but I just kind of like, eh, it's not quite as great as, you know, the fir- the Luxie Turner, but uh, it's grown on me more. I don't I still like Luxie Turner better, but uh, no, I like it. I think those two songs are, uh, you know, they give you something to look forward to with the next record. I, I have high hopes for that next record. What about you, uh, Aaron? I don't think I can say it any better than that. I agree 100%. The Lux Eternal exploded in my brain right off the bat. This one was like, okay, it's it's cool. I like it. And, yeah, I'm excited for the new Metallica, too. I'm really yeah. excited what the whole thing ends up being. So, so far, so good. Keep it coming. Charles? Uh, I'm still on the side of I like Lux Eterna a lot more. But, uh it's yeah, it's you know, it's all right. It's something about that opening riff that Kirk plays that hasn't grown on me yet. Now the actual music, once they get into jamming and all that, I, that's that's cool. I like that. But, just, but I still think Lux Eterno was just a little step ahead of it. But it's working. I, I'll get it no matter what. So it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, I mean, if it's like really bad, like. They're worst. I'll probably never listen to it but once, but I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be pretty good. So, yeah. What about you, Jerry? I agree. And I love both the songs I've heard of it so far. I am, I am excited for it. I can't wait to own it. Metallica um, has always been one of my favorite bands. I like Load and Reload. I know a lot of people, a lot of people don't. The only two I don't like is, you know, uh, St. Anger and freaking Death Magnetic. But, ooh, Death Magnetic you know. rules. <laughs> I like Death Magnetic. But yeah. I I, 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 really, I really like I really love you like song. Lulu Jerry. No, yeah, that's, not, that's the best man. That's the best. <laughs> I like some songs on Lulu, but it is a horrible album. You know, but uh, you know, I I I, I, album, I, really, I really enjoy the uh, first two songs so far. So I I agree. I I like the first two songs. Lux Lux hit me faster, and this one's a grower. Uh, it's really cool. I know uh, Metal Mike doesn't like it, <laughs> but I think, and then Bushy's, they're always, because I fuck with Bushy on Metallica and Megadeth, so he always brings me up how I think, <laughs> and I told him, I, I agreed with him, the new song isn't as good as Lux, <laughs> but, and the first two singles from the last Megadeth album are stronger than the first two singles of, of Metallica, but. Uh... I mean, Metallica was coming back with Hardwired, man, so, and I, I hope they surpass that one. I think they're going to, I love the first two songs, so. Yeah. All right, man. Let's and then we're here to do uh another thing besides promote rock and pod, decibel geek podcast. Uh, we're here to do our top, like we're gonna do uh, uh an album of the great, the ultimate kiss 80s songs. You know, there's a lot to choose from during that era. You I might not pick three of the any songs on three of the albums, but uh, I want to see if you guys do that's gonna be interesting. So let's start with, we'll do our side ones first. We'll start with you, Chris. Okay, so you said pick 11 songs for the album, right? Yeah. So how many on side one am I doing? Well, you could do six and five or five and six. I'll do six on side one. So for side one, I went a little, I went pretty deep on my, my opening track would be It's My Life, which wasn't actually on a record, but it was recorded for albums in the 80s. It's to me, it's the best like unreleased kiss song ever. Um, track two would be Saint and Sinner from Creatures of the Night. Love that re- that song. Uh, I'll do a little. T- I don't even like this record that much, but I would. But I love this song. I would pick Tomorrow from Unmasked for my third track. Love, <laughs> I just love the power pop in that song. It sounds like some sounds like something Cheap Trick would have done. I think it's cool. Uh, track four is Who Wants to Be Lonely off Asylum. Love that song. Uh, track five would be not for the innocent from the lick it up album and closing out side one would be king of hearts from hot in the shade Damn. what about you aaron all right so i might be cheating a little bit 
But when I looked at this, I was like, what's my angle here? Well, you know, am I just picking like the greatest hits according to me? Or is there an angle to this? And I've always kind of had the fantasy of what would happen if the KISS lineup of Gene, Paul, Ace, and Eric would have done more stuff together. So I concocted this whole thing inside my own imagination where KISS breaks up, but only for a couple of years. And then in the mid-80s, they get back together and they put out an album with Gene, Paul, Ace, and Eric, all right? And when they come back, they say, we're not going for the hits. We're not going to try to be Bon Jovi. We're going to be heavy. We're going to be heavier than we've ever been. So this is the ultimate Kiss album. Come back in the 80s with that lineup, trying to be heavy. Kick off the album, Creatures of the Night. It's hard to top Creatures of the Night as an opening track on any album by any band. Not even just Kiss, like any band. Creatures of the Night comes out and just kicks you in the face right off the bat. Follow that up. The only one I matched with Chris Sinzak so far. Track two, Not for the Innocent. Can you imagine Ace Fraley and Eric Clark playing on that with Gene and Sim- with Gene and, and Paul? How amazing. Here's where the cheat comes in, and I'm going to just stick with it. Five-card stud off of Trouble Walking for track number three from Ace Fraley on lead vocals. Track four, I've had enough into the fire. Man, this album is killer. Like the the Judas Priest fans and the Metallica fans and the Megadeth fans are going, man, Kiss, have you heard the new Kiss album? It's fucking heavy and cool. And then track five to wind out side one, I'm going to go with War Machine. So there you go. Side one of heavy metal Kiss from the 80s. Yeah. yeah. So, Jerry, yeah. what's your side one? Well, shit, I got to top that now, huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the mine's pretty basic. I agree with Aaron. Creatures of the Night, that's my leadoff song. I mean, that's the best fucking leadoff song in the 80s, in my opinion, in the 80s era, Kiss. Then, uh, Off of Silent, He Wants to Be Lonely, man. I love that song. Great, great tune. Um, then I'm going to cheese it down a little bit. I listened to this album a couple times this week, and I, I kind of like it more now. And I really, really love this song. It's all crazy nights, reason to believe. I, I, I love the song. I, I, mean, I, I hated that album. I hate, and I listened again. It's a really cool tune. Even Bruce's little solo is cool. I know, I know, I know what you said. Hey, you're not alone. That's the song that got me into Kiss. Oh, I still oh see. <laughs> and the girl in the video is fine as hell too. So. Oh yeah. And then I got I'm alleged. I'm alleged. I know why the guys that drink White Claw. <laughs> Oh man! I was gonna put turn on the night. All right, I was gonna put turn on the novel. But uh, anyway, no. Then I'm a legend tonight. Great fucking song. Uh, Then I think this song here. I think it's one of Gene's best vocals, man. From the Elder, "World Without Heroes," man. His vocals on that freaking song are amazing. And then I'm gonna end my side one, not for the innocent, and I'll flick it up. Uh, the Creatures of the Night 40th Anniversary has got some cool-ass demos of that, too. Man. Oh, yeah. Really cool. Him and Paul singing, you know, pretty cool. But anyway, that's how I'm, that's my side one. Nice. So Not for the Innocent is the only yeah. song you've made all three <laughs> albums so far. Yeah. So, Charles. Well, I tried, I tried to do every, at least to cut off all the 80s studios albums uh, and excluded smashes thrashes and hits because i don't need to be rock hard nor do i want to put the x in sex i will say though i mean i'm sorry let me it's reason to live not reason to believe yeah we need need reason to believe for that song but it's okay yeah i i will say this about smashes and thrashes though i still think it's the best version of love gun ever is on there it's uh they take out the Paul screaming over the solo. So, double platinum, double platinum first. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to open up with Heaven's on Fire. I think that's the uh, ultimate opener off Animalize. That's probably my only Animalize. It is my only Animalize track. I'm with Chris. Who wants to be lonely? Hey. Man, jam off that album, man. I love it. And then off my favorite 80s album by Kiss misunderstood work of genius unmasked naked city Good coming song. in three number four exciter coming up uh lick it up there 
I'm with Jerry as well off the elder. My only pick off the elder, and I love the elder. World without heroes. I think that song is so good that if it was somebody else, it would have been a hit for sure. If they wouldn't have been Kiss, I think it would have been a big hit. Well written song, great song. And back to Unmasked to end side one. The only ace song on here. Talk to me. Love it. I'm man, but I'm a. See, I don't drink White Claw, but I love Unmasked. Something's <laughs> not right with me. So <laughs> we're See, on even footing now. See, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Kiss nerd like you guys, so I can't name each album really where these songs came from. I just know what I like. I'm a casual Kiss fan. I respect Kiss, but they are fun to make fun of. Wearing his Ace Frehley shirt. Well, I love yeah. Ace Frehley. I actually, I, I've told a story on my podcast where I got into uh, Frehley's comic before I got into Kiss. Rock awesome. Soldiers. Yeah. So that's how I got in. I went back and said, oh, shit, he was in Kiss. And so he got me into Kiss. But oh. I, I like the 70s Kiss and a lot of 80s Kiss. Yeah. But they're not my favorite band. It's not like a band I want to go listen to. Like I go, oh, I want to hear Kiss now. It's like I, I do that with Rush and Van Halen and stuff like that. <laughs> and Van Hagar and Chickenfoot. But uh, let's get to my yeah. side one. I, I think this was off Creatures. I love it loud. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then All Hell's Breaking Loose from Lick It Up. That's my number two. Mm-hmm. Heaven's on Fire. I think somebody picked one of that. That I picked Heaven's on Fire as my number three track. Uh, King of the Mountain. I know this song got made fun of on somebody's podcast this week. Uh, I think it's Rock and Metal Combat. But I like King of the Mountain. <laughs> number four <laughs> and uh i think this album hot in the shade gets a lot of shit but there's a lot of songs i like off that i think when i did a review i said this would be a good 10 song album so i put rise to it and then i ended with i know this is creatures of the night war machine you are cool you are the breeze <laughs> oh, i i love these songs i do have kiss is always they're always on my iphone so i do listen to them a lot just not as much it's like sometimes i'll skip but uh especially I, I i don't put on the elder on my phone like some people do but uh and then we get to side two chris what's your side two so i open up side two with one of my favorite tracks of the 80s a million to one from the lick it up album love that song should have been a single would have been a hit i think uh track two go back to gene with war machine from creatures Oh, I should say track eight, track nine, nowhere to run from the killers record. Uh, that's pretty much a, a hidden gem in their catalog to me. Definitely. And then I end the record with two songs from crazy nights. I end oh. it with hell or high water. And then we go out with turn on the night. Nice. I, I like, I think I like crazy, crazy nights better than these two. Uh, so, <laughs> and I'm like I said, I listened to it the other day. I don't hate it like I used to. I actually kind of like it. I must be getting old or something. I don't know. Should, but I, I... <laughs> should I should I do my bonus tracks now, or are we doing? Sure, that do after? your bonus tracks. Uh, I just had two: "Thief in the Night" from Crazy Nights and "Naked City" from Unmasked. What about oh, my bonus tracks? Oh, hey. Charles is happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to your side, too, Aaron. All right, so Gene, Paul, Ace, and Eric. Heavy Metal Kiss in the 80s, Side 2, Track 6, Get All You Can Take. The hard rock tune, I think that fits. I kind of sequenced these as best I could to think, what would that album, what could it be like if they took their best stuff? Get All You Can Take is, I love that song. Track 7, Rock and Roll Hell with Ace Fraley on lead vocals. Huh? Yeah. All right. I don't know if you guys ever heard that off the uh, the uh, Ace Fraley album. The um, what is Origins. that? The Origins. Origins. Yeah, I got both of them. Two Rock and Roll Hell with Ace on it. I fucking love it, man. And so Ace sings it on this one. Track eight, one of the most ripping guitar songs Kiss ever came out with. I've heard it mentioned already here. Exciter, gotta mm-hmm. have it. If you're doing a heavy metal Kiss album. You gotta have Exciter on there. Track nine, we're gonna do. Young and Wasted with Eric Carr on lead vocals. Oh, yeah. Out of that song, because it's hard and heavy, we're going to rip right out of that into Escape from the Island. Man, what a one-two punch that is. Escape from the Island, ripping guitar instrumental. Love it. 
And that gives a nice spacer to the final track, which I think is one of the best songs to end an album, Kiss or otherwise. And that is off of Lick It Up and On the Eighth Day. There you go. Heavy metal Kiss album perfection from the 80s, right there. I like that. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I think I'm gonna That's put a, a playlist together of that stuff. No that sounds interesting to hear. <laughs> I know. I was watching Chris. Chris was like, "That's <laughs> no, like, pretty <laughs> badass, man." That's a great badass. list. Yeah. So, what's your uh, side two, uh, Jerry? I'm gonna start it with "Rise to It" from Hot and Shade, man. I think it's a great starter from you know, either side one or side two. Yeah. Um, then I'm gonna go with "War Machine," man. Fucking great song, co-written by. Brian Adams, man of all people, if I, if I, if I remember right. Um, then my number three. Oh boy, here we go. I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hear White Claw shit for this one. I'm sure. But Shandy off on mass. I love fucking. Shandy, oh, dude. that song rules, dude. Fucking great, great pops, great pop song, dude. I mean, come on now. It's perfect. It's like Paul Stanley pop perfection, exactly. Yeah. And then my four songs. I've had enough. Into the fire off Animal Lives. And then I'm gonna end mine. And uh, a song that Paul didn't even want on the album, but I'm glad they did because it's probably the best song off Hot in the Shade, and that's Boomerang, man. I love that oh. fucking song. <laughs> I, almost, I, I almost included Boomerang on mine because I thought that well, is some fucking heavy shit, man. That's yeah. a great fucking tune, man. <laughs> great heavy metal kiss song. It I is, was- man. I'm like, Paul didn't want that on your fucking album. What's wrong with you? They take off forever, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm, gonna get shit. I'm the one who's going to get shit later. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I got I got four. I got I Love It Loud. I Still Love You. Great fucking power ballad, dude. Secretly Cruel and Lick It Up. You know. My so four both are tracks. So Charles, what's your uh, side two with the bonus tracks? I I had you know I tried to take one off off each album and I don't like Hot in the Shade at all but uh nor Crazy Nights to be honest with you but uh, I picked two so they're on this side and I open up with but you do like the Hot Elder the and uh... because those are good albums that's, that's a shocker that you like the Elder and don't like Crazy Nights I know that's kind of different I was just thinking would I take the Elder over Crazy Nights Fuck I might no. I might. Oh no, I still have to go with the elder. I, like I, I said, I appreciate I, I appreciate Crazy Nights more, but I would go with the elder. I Crazy Nights is at least a rock album. It's not an <laughs> opera. <laughs> Got the oath though. That song rocks. But uh okay. so I'm gonna do rise to it, but take out that Cinderella ripoff acoustic stuff in the beginning. Yeah. Just go right into the like I think there's a single edit like that. That's or at least a video or something. I've heard it that way without all that. Cinderella knockoff stuff in there. And then on Crazy Nights, here I am all alone. Sing it, Gene. Hell or high water. I thought you got to bang, bang, you. Love that song. I do love that one. That's a good one on Crazy Nights. No, no, no. Almost made it, though. That's a pretty good one, too. Um, Then I got Fits Like a Glove. Off of Lick It Up. Man, I love that song. Got to throw the ballot. I would have put Shandy, Jerry. I would have, but it makes honorable mention. I still love you. I still think it's the Fucking best great song dude. ballad ever. And uh, and I prefer the version on Creatures over all the live versions and all that. It's just perfect, I think. And I'm going to end with War Machine. So I think a lot of us had War Machine. I yeah. think that's the best way to close the album. My honorable mentions are Ian's favorite ever, Tears Are Falling, his uh, <laughs> way to heaven. Uh, Creatures, the uh, title track, Young and Wasted, Not for the Innocent, Shandy, Is That You, uh, uh, All Night, that almost made it there too, and No, 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 that was my honorable mention. All right, man, and I get to. So it seems like lick it. So it seems like lick. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. What I forgot about. I'll go ahead. No, go for it. I was just gonna time. say it seems like lick it up and creatures are the two uh, biggest biggest ones so far as far as tracks from yeah. all of us. Yeah, I don't have lick it up on mine. Ah. Yeah, you have young and wasted. Ah. Uh, they, he means a lick it up oh, album. Albums. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, lick it up album. Yeah, and then I get to my side too, and I go to creatures of the night title track from creatures of the night. And then I'll probably get shit for this, but I do like forever. 
<laughs> you gotta put a ballot on there, man. <laughs> he goes, track to you, man. And then uh number three, under the gun. Number four, lick it up. And then I, a lot of you guys picked Hello High Water. I picked that one too. And then I only have one bonus track, so I'm not a really big kiss nerd. So dance all over your face. <laughs> I just the title and the song's pretty cool. <laughs> burn bitch burn for Mark Dolly. Burn bitch burn. No, I didn't do burn bitch burn for uh, Mark Dolly. He makes me play that on uh my radio show when he requests it. So I play. Oh, so he's that. the one that likes that song. Oh God, he <laughs> loves that song. Nobody. I thought you. I thought you. I thought you'd have thrills in the night on yours, Mark. No, didn't have that at all, man. But uh, that was our that was our album and bonus tracks, man, and uh. Chris has got stuff to do, but uh, we still have a little bit of time, right, Chris? Yeah, I got some time. You're good. Okay. So, uh, cool, because I know you guys always like to talk about Motley Crue. <laughs> we do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nikki Six said they sounded insane first day of Motley Crue rehearsals with John Five. The bassist says, fan ripped the set from top to bottom seamlessly. I already seen a lot of jokes on this. What do you think of that, Chris? Well, I mean, do they even need to rehearse with John Five? I, I mean, maybe for them to keep up with him. I mean, he could play that shit in his sleep. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I they're in good hands with him on guitar, but I mean, he's gonna get bored quickly playing that stuff. I, I like the riffs, but I mean, he can. It's he's way overqualified for that gig. It's but to me, no Mick, no Motley. Um, I just I I can't really recognize that as Motley Crew without Mick Mars up there. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? I agree with that. You know, it's, it sucks that, I mean, I get it. He's old and he's got health problems and everything else, but it just doesn't seem right that, you know, it's Motley Crue without, without Mick Mars. I mean, but I mean, like I said, if you're going to get somebody, get John five, he can do it in his sleep. Do they need a rehearsal? Like Chris said, probably for the rest <laughs> of the guys to just put a little pep in their steps because John five is good to go. Yeah, I was, I, and some of the jokes I, I was reading on this post was like somebody said, "Well, of course, Vince Neil probably wasn't there squealing like a cat." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what do you think about this, Charles? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't go see it anyway, regardless. But I mean, uh, yeah, he's John Five's a good, good. Uh, I think Chris made a good point on the rock and metal. They're a band that's getting to the point where stop giving them your money. So they'll just finish. We, you know, it's let's get at the, some new blood and some new bands going and get behind this and, and do these things. Cause it's, and they're probably playing the tapes anyway. I mean, more than likely. Huh, except at least Vince. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Vince is for sure. I, I don't know. I'm just not that excited about Motley Crue news anymore. Haven't been in a while, so. Well, at least I mean, we didn't I, have Journey news this week. Come on, that, that is a bonus. Believe me, that's getting <laughs> as old as anything else. But yeah, I mean, John Five's a great guitar player, so he could probably play with it. most of the bands we love. I believe. I don't think that's a matter of he couldn't do anything, but uh, I don't know. I'm not going. I know that so. What about you, Jerry? I mean, you guys covered it all, man. John Five is a great guitar player. I think he's definitely overqualified for that band. But you know, the sad it sucks for Motley Crue because they're they're like one of the only bands that actually have the four original members left in it for the longest time. You know, um, so uh, you know, I I won't go and see them. I'm just you know uh, not excited about you know, Motley Crue continuing. Go out with grace. Go out with dignity, like he did a couple years ago, supposedly. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. It doesn't really excite me one bit. Well, I did see them on the stadium tour with Jeff Leppard, and I thought they were good. You know, Vince did sound. My wife didn't like his voice at all, so she sounds like a, a howling cat, like somebody else said. But I was okay because the music was great, and Vince wasn't. I could at least understand what he was saying most of the time. So <laughs> it was, but it, it was good. But uh, yeah, uh, if they want to keep touring, let them tour, man. I know they they lied to the fans. They did that fake contract and shit, but. Well, you know, Scorpions are still back and Scorpions are making good, at least good music. And they said they were retiring. So at least we got one out of two that's actually good. 
<laughs> but uh, I mean, you, you can't you can't blame them for going out and making money. If there's a demand right. for it and people are filling yeah. up an arena, then good on them. I mean, I just I I'll vote with my wallet, not go. But exactly. you know, yeah, but there's a lot of there's younger generation that got into them through the Netflix movie. So yeah. if they want to capitalize on that group of people, then more power to them. I just I will not be. I just don't have much interest in them anymore. Me neither. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, guys. see but him. I, go for but it. I would probably have a good time. I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment, like uh, Charles <laughs> says over there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you guys know anything about Rick and Morty? Should we even talk about that? I have no idea about it. Uh, okay. Well, they they fired the guy who does the voice of Mick and Mick and Rick and Morty co-creator. So I don't know how that's gonna go. I do love that show. I think it's like a twisted back to future. Yeah, like, <laughs> it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh, dude. But dude, it's like the guy, the uh, what Mel Blanc did the voice of uh, his, the son did his voice of you. Said, it's not the same. I don't think that's gonna work, and people are gonna notice it. So well, it's kind of like dressing somebody else up like Ace Fraley and going, "Here you go." You know? <laughs> oh, back to kids. That's awesome. Who would dare do that? <laughs> Such a crazy idea. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just saying. You guys know nothing about Rick and Morty. I know Chris posted a joke about it earlier. Yeah, I just I saw a funny meme about it. I, I can't even remember how it went, but I was, I what our our son like loves that show, so I'd have to ask him. But I I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of it. Yeah, it's something about thirty year old something. Hey, I watch it because I think it's hilarious. It, it's like uh, it if you watch the HBO Max versions, it has like fuck they cuss. <laughs> and it is shit it's pretty cool but if you watch the adult swim version they bleep that shit out go to hbo max and watch the o- older seasons and you can see all the cuss words like pussy fuck fuck you yeah it's pretty cool swear a lot on it yeah they swear a lot on it <laughs> it's a fucking great cartoon and then let, let's end this with uh some paul stanley news he said that talks potential Dave Grohl collaboration. He's fascinating, a very, very bright guy. What do you think of that, Chris? I think there's not a snowball's chance in hell that that happens. I there's they might be buddies, but even Dave has probably gotten wind of Paul's voice these days, and is probably like, no, I'm not going to do a song with him. No, no chance in hell. And what is it with everybody always jumping on the Dave Grohl? You know, like the. Oh, the dude from the Bullet Boys, like, yeah, we're going on a tour with Foo Fighters. You know, it's always like he's that's the guy you want to lash to. You know, oh, I'm doing a song with Dave Grohl. <laughs> so popular. What does Eddie Trunk says? He's like the spokesman for rock and roll now. <laughs> like <laughs> Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl likes this. You should like it because Dave Grohl likes it. <laughs> what do you think of that, uh, Charles? Uh. Of course he will try to collaborate with Dave Grohl. He's got to do anything to keep his career afloat. But did you see also see that the Foo Fighters are now replacing Pantera in uh, these German shows that the Pantera was kicked off of? So kind of big news because, you know, with the Foo Fighters, with Taylor passing away. So I guess we'll find out what they're going to do drumming-wise. But uh yeah, Dave Grohl's the it guy. He did a big song with Liam Gallagher last year. I mean, he, everybody gravitates to him. He's like the, the, like you said, the cool dude. I mean, from Paul McCartney down. So, of course, Paul Stanley would throw that name out there. Isn't that we'll kind of normal, Paul, to, to, to get on chase his relevance all the time? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm like 50-50, actually. We'll see. You never know. Because Grohl seems to play with anybody, so. I don't mind Dave Grohl. I mean, he does seem like he's pretty knowledgeable and a, just a big fan of rock and roll. So I don't blame him for doing, you know, every documentary under the sun or whatever, because he is well-spoken on it and he does know the history. So it's not just him being flavor of the week. I don't think I, he seems like an, I like, I think he's more interesting as a person than, uh, than me being a fan of his band so much. What about yeah. you, Jerry? I, I don't have no problem with Dave Roll. The guy seems to have fun, man, with whatever he does. Man. Him and Taylor both, man, seem like they were having really fucking fun, dude, doing collaborating with all these people. I mean, having a good time. So, uh, you know, I would listen to it, but I'm not really counting on it being great with Paul's voice. So, uh, that's a definitely a wait and see. So, 
I love Dave, Dave Grohl more than I the found bottom. A, I found a soundboard, Paul, and it's going to make you sound great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Dave. I love Dave Grohl way better than Nirvana. Nirvana didn't age well on me for some reason. It's just like I can't hear that. Never was a fan. I I, I was for the first two months, and then I just gravitated towards Alice in Chains more. But uh, I'm like, oh god, Dave, I love Dave Grohl. He he makes great documentaries, man. Watch the freaking uh, sonic highways thing that's a freaking really well, the good foo documentary. fighter documentary called back and forth is really good that's too. a good one too man the guy is even the one he did where he's interviewing rock stars parents with his mom was pretty damn good so uh and there's a lot of good uh did you guys see that uh paul mccartney and me anybody uh i saw the one that paul mccartney did with rick rubin yeah that's, that's the one that one yeah yeah that's pretty fun to watch that's pretty fun all right man I'd like to thank you and uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, you guys, I want you guys to pimp your stuff a little bit more before you leave. Chris? Rockinpod.com, baby. That's where it's at. Check it out. If you got any questions about anything, it's rockinpod.com. All the info is there. Go look. And decibelgeek.com as well. We also yeah, Decibel De- they got a great <laughs> website. They got a great YouTube channel. Great podcast. I never missed an episode. Uh, when I was like, I got into you and Ralph around the same time. Well, Ralph and Ian. Sorry, Ian. I forgot you. But I got into both of you at the same time. And I'm like, uh, and I hooked up with a racist for a little bit. But that I, I, I got rid of that one. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm glad those are all deleted. <laughs> it never happened. All right, man. Thank you guys for being on here. I know, Chris, you got something to do. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Um, Let's see. You have any final words, uh, Charles? Uh, no, uh, just look out for next week's episode and thank, uh, Aaron and Chris for joining us. It was a real honor having you guys on. Yeah. Next week we're doing, uh, the cheap trick album battle, cheap trick, uh, debut versus with the two demo tracks to make it even cars. It's not cheap trick. Oh, not cheap trick. I mean the cars. Okay, yeah. I had some rum. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're doing the Cars debut versus Candio. Um, we're adding two demo tracks from the uh, first Cars album to make it even. Uh, Jerry, any final words? Nah, man, just you guys. Thank you very much. I know you two are busy, man. And uh, thank you for being on our show, man. We are we are privileged to have you guys on. I'm looking forward to meeting you two at Rocket Pod, man. You know, Absolutely. Chris, thank you, man, for doing this, man. It sounds... Like a great opportunity for all these cool motherfuckers to meet, dude. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Awesome. Well, well, I look forward to toasting a white claw with all of you. Oh, sure. I'll do it. And if I, with Chris, I'll definitely, I'll white claw with Chris. Well, remember, I'm up to snorting whiskey on stage. I'm good. <laughs> white claw. Oh, no, not white claw. There's an idea. Oh, I would do it. I would do it. I'm afraid of it. But th- that's carbonation. Yeah, oh, the carbonation God. is going to kill you. Shit. All right, man. As long as I got some like pads in the back. So when I fall down, that'd be cool. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. And uh, make sure and subscribe. I'll go ahead. One more Jerry. thing for one more thing for Chris, man. Yeah. Niners and Chiefs, man. How about it? That's my prediction. It's been my prediction since the beginning of the year. Taking the Niners over Philadelphia, huh? Yep. Cool. I'm not saying it. shit <laughs> until the <laughs> until the coin toss, or right before the coin toss. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Right. Man. See you later. All right, later, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Uh-huh. Hey, wait. Subscribe <laughs> uh, and share later, guys. Bye. See ya. <laughs> All right.